Let me see you put them up. Reach the sky, touch the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog. One time for the underdog. I'm Patrick Bader, your host of Value Team, and today I'm gonna to talk about how to overcome fear as an entrepreneur. So let me get right into it. So my son, I have three kids. I have a six-year-old, I have a four-year-old, and I have a two-year-old. Boy, boy, girl, okay? So two weeks ago, I was out of town. My daughter accidentally falls in the pool. Family's there, falls in the pool. My middle son, who knows how to swim, my oldest son also knows how to swim, but my middle son, who knows how to swim, panics because his sister's right in front of him and he forgets how to swim because he has so much anxiety and he doesn't want to get back in the pool again and mommy and nanny take mommy take uh, Dylan out and they go out and Dylan doesn't want to get back in the pool so I said I don't like this stuff because this happened with me with the oldest son it happens many many of you probably have experienced this one when you're swimming as a kid and you kind of don't feel like you have control and your parents have to get you this happened to me my, my oldest son, and we fixed it in two minutes, but I was there. This didn't happen this time because I was out of town, so mothers are loving, they're very nurturing, they took the kids inside, and they said, we're not swimming anymore. Let me tell you what happened yet on Sunday. On Sunday, I go outside. My oldest son, who's just, he's a fish, he loves the pool, he swims underwater, he, he's the most ridiculous six-year-old swimmer out there, right? My four-year-old son, who's a great swimmer, he's a good swimmer, He's playing on the shallow side, he's not going inside. My daughter and I start walking, and she decides that she wants to take her shoes off and also go put her feet in the water. No problem, I take my shoes off, she takes hers, I put her in the water, and then she slips and she falls, she's okay. I pick her up, but she's still there. My son, middle son, starts panicking, okay? Hear me out. He starts panicking, and at first I thought it was an act. Then he starts panicking. My oldest son, who's a prankster, is acting like he's drowning, okay? And if you know my son, he's got the prank side. He starts acting like he's drowning. My middle son is panicking. Daddy, daddy, Tico's drowning. Why are you standing there? Why are you standing? He is screaming. I've never in my life heard this kid scream like this. Ever in my life heard this kid scream like this. And I'm a father, I feel his pain. He said, take Senna inside, please, take Senna. And your tears are coming, please, daddy, look at me, why are you not listening? So I finally said, buddy, I'm gonna take Senna inside. I told Patrick, I said, come here, stop pulling pranks on your brother, you're not drowning, you know how to swim. So, but daddy, he'll get scared. I said, don't do that to him again, it messes with his head. Come here, he says, right. I said, look, he knows how to swim, he's just playing with you. I take my daughter inside. Then I come outside, I said, we have a problem here. He steps outside, he doesn't want to put his foot in the pool. He loves the water. I said, Dilly, we're going in the water, you need to hold your daddy. He says, no, 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 I'm not doing it, no, 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 no. Now this moment, as a father, believe me, I'd much rather take him inside. But he needs a leader at that moment. This is, this is me, leading my kid the way I do. You may want to do it in a different way, I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened with us in this situation. I said, Dilly, come here. No, daddy, I'm not, I'm not doing Come here, Dilly, he runs away, okay? I get him down. I get on my knees, I say, come here, buddy, I'm gonna to talk to you. I promise you, I'm not gonna do it unless if you don't wanna do it. I said, look at me, buddy, do you love daddy? Yes, does daddy love you? Yes, who believes in you? You do, daddy, okay, do you trust me? I do, daddy, okay, hold my neck and as tight as you want, hold my neck. No, daddy, I said, listen to me, you trust me, yes, hold my neck, he holds my neck. We go in the pool, okay? He's crying the entire time. I said, hold my neck. You love the water, I know you do. You've swam, you've done a great job swimming, buddy but something happened and you got scared. Yes, daddy. I said, you know what I respect about you, buddy? He says, what's that? 
I said, what I respect about you is the fact that you respect water. He says, what do you mean? I said, you got to respect water because the most powerful dinosaur in the world, the most powerful king in the world, the most powerful lion in the world, the most powerful weapon in the world is not as powerful as the water. You got to respect water. What water likes is when people respect water. When you don't respect water, water bullies. I love the fact that you respect water. Really? Yes. Hold me. Hold me. So we start walking. We start walking. I said, buddy, we're going to swim together, but I'm not going to let you go if you don't want me to let you go. He holds my hands. He's screaming. He said, look at me. If you don't look at me, I'm going to let go of your arms. I said, breathe with me. Go like this. So he's breathing. He's trying. He's panicking. He's screaming, but he's trying. He's trying. He's trying. We're doing it together. We're doing it together. We're doing it together, and we're walking. We're walking. We're walking. It took me one hour. We did this together. One hour later, he swam. He had a great time. We sat outside, talked to him. I said, listen, buddy, here's what you got to realize. There's going to be times you're going to be afraid. There's going to be times things like this are going to happen. If we don't figure out a way to face it at that moment, you could be a 35-year-old man that's afraid of water simply because of something that happened to you at four years old that we got to address together. So any fears that come up in the future with you, you got to bring it up to me. We've got to process this thing together. You understand that? Yes. Who loves you? Daddy. Who believes in you? Daddy. Who do you trust? Daddy. Perfect, buddy. Give me a kiss. We had, we had a great time together. Slept like a little baby. But here's the point. That's a great story right there. But you're saying, Pat, who cares about that story? That happened to me and somebody didn't address it with me. How about me here? You're watching. How about me? That never happened to me. I wish somebody like that would have done it to me. Happens to all of us. I don't need you to act like a victim saying, you know, helpless person. The point I'm trying to tell you is all of us have been in this situation before. This kid two weeks ago didn't have that. I had to sit on and have this position with him. But if you allow your fears to control you, these fears can last 30, 40, 50 years. I know 68-year-olds that have fears from six years old because they set it aside. So I'm going to give you 12 points. You can do whatever you want to do with these 12 points. It's simply for you. These are some of the things that have helped me over the years. Number one, there's time to think and there's time not to think. What do I mean by this? Look, there are certain things that we create fears in our minds because we're overthinking. We think, 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 think. It becomes bigger. But there are times that you don't have to think. Let me explain to you. There's a lot of people that are watching this that are afraid of approaching girls. Now, nowadays, it's easy to approach girls. You know why? Here's why. Because now it's just a message. You send a message. She doesn't see you. She doesn't reject you. No one sees you getting rejected because nowadays you get rejected on Facebook. Who cares if you got rejected on Facebook? Who cares if you got rejected on Tinder? Who cares if you got rejected on whatever Instagram? Back in the days, we forwarded. And you'd see a girl and a 14, 16, 18-year-old boy was afraid of going to a girl because the girl's going to say, I'm not interested. In that moment when you're going up to a girl, it's best not to think. Oh, what are you going to think about? What if she says no? What if she says no? Don't think. Hey, how you doing? You look good. You want to have a drink? Yeah, sure. Okay, great. Hey, you look good. Are you with anybody here? Yeah, my boyfriend is ready. Okay, enjoy yourself. Perfect. Walk away. Hey, how you doing? How do you look good? I like your hair, you know, so how often you come here? You mind if I sit right next to you? Sure. No. Okay, great. You're not thinking. You're just starting, right? The other side about fears, let's just say you're in war and you have to prepare a plan before you go out there. That requires thinking. You need to know some of the fears that you're having. Is a stem from a place of you're not thinking enough or a place where you're thinking too much? There's a, there's a time for both. Some time it off. Some think too much when it's not needed. Some think too little when it's needed. That's when you got to realize, have an intuition on when there's a time to think and when there's a time not to think. Point number two. Point number two is rewiring your brain. What is rewiring your brain? You literally have to sit there and ask yourself, why am I afraid of this thing? What caused this fear? 
What is it that I'm afraid of this thing for? Why am I so frightened about this thing? What happened? What caused it? How old was that? What event was it? Then ask your parents if you don't remember it and say, hey, did ever any, anything happen with me linked to this? Was there anything that happened here? Yeah, when you were five years old one time, this time, maybe that's what it is. How come you guys haven't told me this? Well, you know, we just didn't think it was a big thing. Sometimes parents are also living their own lives. They don't have time to tell you everything that happened to you at five, six years old, but you can go do some research on yourself. And then all of a sudden you say, oh my gosh, why am I afraid of this thing here? It's okay. And then you rewire your brain. You retell yourself the story. You tell you, like I do this to myself all the time. Pat, it's not the truth. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Don't buy into it. It's not the truth. That person is trying to convince you. Don't buy it. It's okay. What you're telling yourself is not the truth. That didn't become a reality. That's not the truth. Stop saying it to yourself. Stop it. Rewire. Stop. Change the subject and move on. It's, it sounds crazy like, hey, can I really rewire my brain? Yes, you can rewire your brain. And it happens by you doing it over and over and over and over and over again. It could take 3, 6, 12 months, but you can rewire your brain with some of the fears that you have in place. Next one. Face the monster under your bed. Let me tell you what I mean by facing the monster under your bed. As kids, some kids go to sleep and they feel like there's a monster under their bed. Like, think about it. I was a kid. I was afraid of putting my arm out. You know why? Because I thought there was a monster under the bed. I don't know if you had this. I was afraid of having my legs out. The blanket had to cover me. I'm telling you as a kid. Now, this somebody may say, you're out of your mind. Some of you may say, That's, that was me. I was afraid, what if my leg is out and a monster pulls my leg? Because you would see this. You know, my sister would intentionally put nightmares on Nightmare on Elm Street. And you're like, oh my gosh, Freddy Krueger could be coming out. And boom, go to sleep dreaming about Freddy's under your bed. Freddy, what was that one song with Freddy? Freddy, look at how you How did it go? One, two. He's looking for you. I'm sure they're putting the song up for you to hear. That song screwed with my head in Iran. I was more scared of Freddy Krueger than Saddam Hussein in Iran. And Saddam used to bomb us all the time. It doesn't matter. You got to face it. As simple as go under your bed and realize there's nobody there. Look, in the, in the show Narcos, the character Steve Murphy, whom I just sat with a couple weeks ago, and his interview is going to come out here pretty soon. He says the following thing, and I think it's like uh, season two, episode number 11 or something like that. When, when they kill Pablo, he says, all that time hunting him. And just like that, I'm looking down at Pablo effing Escobar. For years, I've been building up this son of a bitch in my head. What a monster he'd be. But here's the thing. When you lay eyes on him, the devil's a real letdown. Just a man. Beard grown, doesn't shave, fat and shoeless. You know what his point is? Pablo was this big. He was the devil. He was evil. Can't be taken down. Everyone was afraid of him. And then he's dead. When you face your fears and you look at him, you're so disappointed. Because it's not a big deal. It's very simple once you face it. For so many people, they never have that moment that Steve Murphy had in the, in the show Narcos or in real life against Pablo Escobar. They don't have it. So some people are 85 and that fear is a reality because they never faced it. Point number four. Slow things down for a moment. Breathe. Slow it down. Move slow. Calm down. Relax. Okay? Meaning, a lot of people are asking me a question saying, Pat, you're being interviewed by John McAfee, and there's a, you know, McAfee had a gun here. There was a bunch of AK-47s there, and somebody breaks into the door. How come you're not nervous? How come you're moving slow? If I move fast, anxiety for everybody goes up. If I move slow, everybody's more peaceful, less reaction. When I'm dealing with my kid in the pool, I'm not moving fast. Everything slows down. I walk slow. I talk slower. I'm looking at a movement. Everything is like a dance. I don't even know how to explain it to you. You just got to slow down. When you're going through the process of facing your own fears for yourself, the more afraid you are, slow it down. Relax. 
all of a sudden things will settle itself down, your breathing will settle itself down, and then you just go out there and move your neck, you know, do whatever it is that you think you need to do next, and apply that. And eventually, you'll get better and better and better at controlling these imaginary fears that you have uh, in your mind. Next, gratitude. Gratitude is always helpful. And you know, you sit there and you're grateful about the life that you have, all of a sudden you say, why am I so worried about this fear? I have an incredible life. I don't have to sit here and worry about this fear. Life is amazing. I'm healthy. I'm alive. My family loves me. I have friends. I have access to clothes. I have eaten three square meals today. I have water. There are so many things to be grateful about. I'm good to go. I can watch YouTube. I have access to the internet. I have a phone. There are so many people that don't even know how to spell YouTube. They don't even know how to have a phone. They don't even have a phone. I am doing plenty. Then from fear, from there, fear goes away. You're not coming from a place of afraid. You're playing offense. You're playing, you know, growing, and then good things happen. That gratitude exercise in a second can take you to a whole different place. Next. This one sounds a little strange because we're not supposed to be doing this. Share your fears. Talk about it with your family. Talk about it with your mom. Talk about it with your dad. Talk about, if you're close to your sibling, some people are not. If you are close to a sibling, talk about it. Well, if you have a friend that there's dirt on both sides, like, listen, man, I know dirt on you. You know dirt on me. Vulnerable somebody that's mutual, ask them. Hey, why am I afraid of this? What do you think it is? Process it with somebody. So many people are afraid and they cling on this fear and they don't talk to anybody about it. Listen, if you have to spend a hundred bucks to go meet with a therapist for four sessions and spend it for $400, go do it if you're in a place where nobody else is around for you to go talk to. The point is, you gotta ask somebody. You gotta talk to somebody about it so it opens it up and alleviates and someone's gonna say, this is why. So many people have fears they've never talked to anybody else and you are like haunted by this fear because you've never talked to anybody about it. Next one, explore your roots. Here's what I mean by explore your roots. Remember how I said ask questions from your parents? I did an ultimate self-discovery questionnaire many, many years ago. I've said this before. Uh, this was back in 03. I'd go to, uh, what's that one beach called? The, the uh, What is it again? Matador Beach. Matador Beach, right by Zuma. I'd go there and I'd go through these questions that I had. Cry like a little baby. I got clear on myself, my issues, my flaws, who I get along with, who I don't get along with. Once I did that, I understood myself. My self-awareness went to a whole different level. I grew up in a very strange family, you know, wars, divorce, a lot of issues, a lot of dirt, a lot of ugliness. And so there was a lot of things that I had to get clear about myself. That questionnaire, the ultimate self-discovery question, if you go on Patrick Bay David, you'll find it. Mario, why don't we put an image of it so here they can see it? And I will put a link below if you want to get it. It's 83 questions, but don't go through the questions fast unless you follow the instructions that's on the website. If you go through it fast, it is not effective. This is not a test. You need some quiet time on a Sunday, Saturday night, Friday night, away from everybody for this thing to work. Next. Control your imagination. Don't let your imagination just go. You got to control it. Stop it. Talk to it. Slow down. Why are you, what are you going here? Come here, come here, come here. Relax. It's okay. I'm not going to let you go sabotage me right now. I know I got a great imagination because I use imagination towards my benefit, not negative side, but there's sometimes I can allow it to go and hurt me. Next point, I think it's number nine. Stay in the moment. Whatever you can do to stay in the moment. Remember how I said slow things down? Stay in the moment. What can I control right now? What can I do about it right now? Move at that moment there. Great your resources, what is accessible to you, go with that. Last but not least, do not let other people impose their fears on you. If you do, people will gladly impose all of their fears on you nonstop. All you have to do is to ask them, look, please, those are your fears. Yeah, don't impose all your fears on me, unless if it's somebody that's going through the test with you, not somebody that's every day spews all their fears on you constantly, where you're becoming more tense. Or number two, 
disassociate yourself with people that are constantly imposing their insecurities and their fears on you. Because if you don't, you're going to become that fear. Whatever you hear too many times, you're going to become that fear, whatever that fear may be. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five-star. Write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick David, And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.